Welcome back to Lexi's Lounge, your home for mind, body, business, and marketing. Today, I'm chatting with Italia about pitching. Whether you're a brand or you're an influencer and you want to work with brands or maybe you want to work with other influencers or you want to get yourself in the media, this podcast is full of nuggets and goodies that are going to help you do that. Grab your cocktail and let's dive in. Italia, welcome to Lexi's Lounge. What are you drinking today? Glass of red wine. Oh my God. Oh yeah. I mean, you're like... What time is it where you are right now? It's 8.30 a.m. where I am. You're in Germany, though. Yes. Yeah, it's 5.30, girl. No, I'm not waking up in the morning. 8.30, glass of red wine. You never know. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. The world's a little on the fritz right now. <laughs> so, Italia, tell us more about who you are, who you serve, what you do. I'm an ex-nurse turned into a content strategist and mentor. I serve women who are small businesses wanting to start out and trying to figure how the heck they're going to make an income on social media. Oh my gosh. I mean, that that's honestly the best niche to be in right now because I think as more people dive into the world of online entrepreneurship, they realize like, oh my God, I can make way more than this corporate job that I've been sitting at for the last five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. I mean, there's such yeah. a, I feel like in general, there's such a huge lie that we've been sold, or I guess a narrative that like, you have to work for corporate your whole life. You're lucky if you retire and by making a hundred thousand a year, I mean, you'll have a great benefits package. You'll be set up for the next 11 years statistically that you have, but yeah, that was, that was a tangent. That's not even what we're talking about today. We're talking about pitching yourself to different platforms to expand your reach and your visibility. Um, so can we just talk about how we even got here? <laughs> I like it's yes, let's topic. I always thought of pitching more of like pitching brands, pitching podcasts, but I feel like you really opened my eyes, Alexi, to the multiple different ways that I can pitch my brand. And after listening to your presentation, I was like, wow, like I'm really limiting myself and there's so much more out there. There's so many different ways that you can expand your reach and get your business in front of more eyes. I think people think of when people hear pitching, they think of, oh, I'm going to pitch B2B. So like I have my business, I'm going to pitch my services, my offerings, my whatever to this business owner. So they purchase from me, but that's not the only kind of pitching that you can do. I mean, can pitch to be on a podcast in Forbes in the media, in the news. Um, you can pitch to be a contributor for a magazine. You can pitch to have an event at a certain space. I mean, like, I feel like we are constantly pitching ourselves anyway. Yes. I think we do it without even really considering it or thinking to ourselves like, okay, like pitching a friend and being like, oh my gosh, I'd love to be with you on um, your IG live. Like that's pitching. And we don't really take that as like pitching. We think of like, oh my gosh, it's only if I'm talking to Forbes or if I'm pitching a brand or if I'm doing something that's like extraordinary. But I think it's something that we practice every day, but we don't realize it. I mean, even when you're telling your friend like, hey, let's go to this wine bar. Like it's so amazing amazing. It's so good. They have the best happy hour. Like you are pitching your friend. I think we should just start here with the mindset around pitching because I think that's where people will start 
or stop <laughs> before they even start. Cause it's scary. Like, especially when you're pitching yourself, your brand, the things that you have created that have come out of you and your passions, somebody saying no can be really scary. Yeah, I think at the beginning, especially like sending that pitch and then getting that no. And it took me a couple of times to realize like me getting that no means they saw my pitch. You know, like that means that they saw my pitch and it's up to me to kind of kind of see what else I can do in order to improve myself and my brand in order to get to the level where they would respond. Yes. Ooh, so so you look at it like a challenge. Yes. I look at it like a challenge. It's like, okay, they said no this time. I'm going to follow up with them. I'm always going back, following up with the same thing. As I was growing on social media, I would literally go back and pitch to old brands again and be like, oh, last time I pitched to you, here's my new stats to kind of show them like, oh, I'm growing, like this is happening and you, you want me to be part of your brand. Oh my God. Like you just dropped a bomb right there. That's amazing. So the top pitching that you do is, is that more like collaboration influencer partnership pitching? Yes. So I do, um, influencer partnerships. I do pitch to podcasts. Um, I've done local restaurants. I'm actually pitching. Um, my friend is hosting a large trip. So I've been pitching, restaurants, hotels, all the things to try and kind of get us working. And then today I'm actually working on the brand portion. So. Oh my goodness. I mean, you just, you broke that down in such a good way. Like there's so many different levels of pitching. Like it it just blows my mind, but let's, let's touch on the influencer part. Um, I know that there with the rise of TikTok, especially I know that a lot of people kind of started seeing the power of influencer marketing and the fact that you can be an influencer even when you have not that many followers. It just takes one brand to reach out to you for you to be like, oh, okay, like I can do this. Or you to reach out to one brand. I guess what I'm trying to say is it takes one partnership for you to be like, oh, this could be my reality. And so then when you see like the Bree Shepherd types, you see the the influencers on social media that like everybody knows, whether it be for fashion or for food or for fitness or whatever, you're like, I could literally make a living by partnering with brands. So what is your top piece of advice for somebody who is looking to start? Like where should they start? I feel like starting off with knowing your brand, like there's no way you're going to be able to successfully pitch another brand if you don't know what your brand values are and also what type of brand you want to work with. So I know the saying is like, if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one, meaning if you're just going to allow whatever brand to come into your space and to speak with your community, then it kind of diminishes your brand. So knowing exactly who you want to work with. And then the second thing is influencer platforms. So what influencer platforms are, you sign up for them and then um, they actually connect you with the brand. So there's a lot of large brands that only work with influencers through these influencer platforms. But if you are smaller, meaning that you have less than a thousand followers, that doesn't mean that you can't work with brands. You just have to find the influencer platform that's right for you. So that's going to take you Googling and all of that and typing in Google influencer platform. Um, But that's a way for you to start working with brands right away or also getting free product too. Oh my gosh. Okay. So do you have any influencer platforms like the top 
three off the top of your head that we can give people for a point of reference? All right. Um, so Asquire um, is one. So that's A-S-Q-U-I-E-I-R-E-I-Q. But it's like Asquire IQ um, is a good platform. Uh, if you're just starting out, um, I'm like, wait, there's like creative. Creative is a good one too. That's a great brand, uh, brand partnership. And then I feel like I could list off 10 until we got on here. I'm like, wait. Right. It's like the pressure on the spot. List three. <laughs> <laughs> now. I can do like 10. I have a whole freebie for this. Oh, do you? Okay. Well, I'm just going to link that. Yeah. I'm going to link that freebie below in the show notes. So make sure to go down there, download that, and then you'll get the list of different influencer platforms you can start with. For somebody who's like, I don't even know what a content creator is. I hear it. What, what do you do? I create content for myself. So as a content creator, you can either create content on your platform for brands or you can create content for brands with like being a ghost, basically, like you're a ghost content creator. So that's kind of like within social media management um, in that sector, but that would be like coming up with content ideas for brands. So I've done that also is like kind of coming up with how they can be more creative and then creating a concept and then having the brand execute it with whoever is on their team. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's good to know. So do you think anybody could become a content creator and work with brands or do you think there's a certain quite criteria criteria <laughs> that they need? No, I feel like anyone can work with brands. I think one thing that people have, I guess, a false sense of is in order to work with brands, I have to show my face online. There are so many platforms, so many pages that don't even show their faces. Like one example is like Dallas Levelist. And she has a page where she goes to different restaurants and she takes pictures and like these restaurants are paying her and doing all of this stuff with her and she never shows her face on her platform. Oh, okay. So like no excuses. If this is something you want to do, like you don't even have to show your face. Like that fear is handled. Oh my it God. is handled. It's done. It's out there. I want to pitch mm, my favorite probiotic line. I want to pitch them and be like, listen, I use your probiotics literally every single day. Like I talk to my friends about them anyway. What's the best way to go about that? Is that through the pitch, is that to ask for maybe more um, free product in exchange for a post or to instantly be paid? Is there like a tier that you should go up when you're doing more influencer type marketing? No, there's no tier, but the best way to market yourself is to show them that one, that you've researched their brand and two, that you are going to deliver what they need. Right. So I would, it's more of like you come to them and you're like, I love using this product all the time. I use it every day. Here is how it's helped me and point out like how this probiotic is changing your freaking life. And then after you go through that, you can say, I want more people to know about this. I feel like my community would love this and I would love to collaborate with you in creating content. Right. And so it's great to have a specific idea, like, creating an Instagram reel or creating a post, whatever it is that you want to create, have a specific idea. And then from there, you, you don't want to write off and say like, okay, this is how much you should pay me, right? You kind of put the ball in their court. 
and kind of get say like, oh, like this is what I'm offering. And then when they respond back, you kind of see where they're at. So it really depends on how long you've been doing the content. It depends how long it's going to take you to do a reel or to do a post. But if you're starting out and you already love the probiotic, why not do something to be like, oh, like get a free product and then show them what you can do and then go back and be like, follow up. This did really well. I would love to have more of a partnership with you so that we can continue to work with each other. Would you be interested in this, right? And then from there, now they're like, oh, like she did already did this work. It was wonderful. Yeah, okay, like what are your prices? Or they might ask you like whatever. And then you go back and you're like, what's your budget, right? Then you always want to put the ball in their court. Oh my God. Nugget of gold right there. I mean, that was like a gold mine. Wow. Okay. I need to just like take a second from that. That was like, that was so much good information. Like you just broke down pitching in the most simple form, like leave the ball in their court. Yes. Have you ever pitched from the brand side, like pitching to influencers? Yes, I did do that for a nursing, a large nursing blog. And I feel like pitching from the brand side was more chill, especially if you're like a known brand. Um, But if you're someone that's just starting out and like, let's say you have like a jewelry line or you have a boutique and you're just starting out and you're like, okay, well, I want influencers to, you know, wear my product or share my product on stories or post or whatever it is. I feel like the most important thing is to actually know the person. Like, don't be in their their inbox saying like, I love, I love your fashion. And they're not even like a fashion person, right? It's like red flag, like, no, like get to know and watch their stories and see like what kind of content they produce. And then whenever you're pitching, the pitch comes from, oh, like, oh, the other day I saw this and this, or I've seen lately that you've been talking about this and this, that way that kind of reaches them. They're like, oh, this person's actually watching my content. Yeah. Yeah. I I have a client that I, it's a, it's a fashion line and I've been doing the influencer outreach and it is so much more chill. Like you're like, if you don't want to work with me, then there's like a ton of other influencers, influencers who do. And most people are like, uh, absolutely. Even if it's just like a one-to-one exchange, like I give you a sweatshirt and you just do a post for me. And with the posting like of the influencers that brings so i mean that's like honestly such a great strategy i mean that's how we saw sugar bear hair i think that was like one of the first huge everybody saw the influencer marketing of sugar bear Uh hair like they got it in the hands of all the way up to like kylie jenner like the kardashians i mean that's when you know you hit the top influencers in my opinion they're i mean they're freaking good at what they do let's be real but um wow Okay. I mean, we just broke down both sides of yes. the, you broke down both sides of the influ- <laughs> the pitching on the influencer to the brand and vice versa. <sighs> okay. So is there a type, like after you pitch, whether you're a brand or you are an influencer looking to work with a brand, should you follow up on pitches? Like if I sent you something and then you just kind of ghosted me, should I follow up with you or no? Yes, always follow up and follow through. I talked about this a little bit on Instagram today, and it's all about the follow up is because a lot of the times your email might be missed. Because think about someone getting an inbox of 900 emails a day, 
pitching them over and over and over, and then you don't follow up. But if you follow up two, three times, then your email is more likely to be seen. So I would always follow up, even if you get ghosted or if you feel like, oh, they didn't see my message, I would re-message it again. I would even follow up months later. There's nothing, you're not losing anything by following up. Yeah, I mean, that's that's so right. And if anything, they're seeing your name more than once. So. Yes. Okay, so I'm looking at your Instagram right now. And I'm looking at your last post, which is freaking amazing. Oh, you just posted this an hour ago. Okay. So she has a whole lineup on this carousel of, if you want to work with brands, this is for you. I highly recommend go look, going to look at this post. But one of the things that she says in there, she's like, write a list of brands that you want to work with that align with your brand. And I think that's a really important place to go in this conversation because you can like have brands reach out to you and be like, Oh, will you promote my like shower product? And you're like, okay, yeah, send it to me. But then if you get the product and it's a piece of crap, it is in your brand's integrity to say, Hey, I, I can't in good conscience, like promote this product, knowing that it's a piece of junk and it doesn't work. Like you have to have that integrity in your brand. Like if you just take on every brand that wants to work with you and you don't even believe in their products, then that's going to create distrust in your audience. Like could you imagine them ordering something that you already know you hated and then they contact you and they're like, this freaking sucks? Yes, I would definitely agree. I've had um, clients and also myself, like I'll receive a product and I'll be super excited about it. And then it ends up not hitting the hype. And I'm just kind of like, hey, like send an email. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like I can send it back to you. You know, like this is what it is. Like I can't move forward. Um, I think the best thing is to do that because it also tells that brand that they, if they want their brand to be better, they're going to take a better look at it and be like, okay, like this is, this was wrong. Like that's a real reason for this, whatever. And then they're more like, okay, we'll work on it. Okay. So then your next slide in here says, create a pitch. Your pitch should highlight the fact that you've done research and that you are an asset to the brand. So the way I pitch, and I want to hear your feedback on this, the structure is very simple. It's like, you say hello, then you immediately go in for something that you like about them, whether it be a compliment, talking about a, a recent article they wrote, da, da, da. And then you go in with your idea of what you want to collaborate with them on, whether it be having them write like a feature on you, different topic ideas, um, different ways you can collaborate, like whatever your ideas are, I, I would recommend like two to three personally, but I'm excited to hear yours too. Um, and then at the end, just wrapping it up and being like, I cannot wait to hear back from you, leaving the door open, like, and also putting a call to action in there. Please respond to this with your thoughts or whatever. What would you do? I feel like my, mine is very similar to yours. Like, hello, I say something very nice and precise. Or if I'm like, oh, like, I love your product. I've been using it for this long. One thing I do add is um, like my community of, and then I put like my larger, largest community on social media, right, would love this because they're interested in and then say, like, oh, if they're interested in, for example, if I'm pitching a hotel, like they're interested in travel. So meaning that I have said 7,000 people that follow me that love travel. So that that's going to kind of catch their eye and they're going to be like, oh, like this is 7,000 people that you already know that love this. And then from there I go into, you know, 
like my idea or like my deliverables. If I'm uh, pitching for like a free hotel stay, I just go ahead and I'm like, this is what I want to deliver for this many days for free. And then from there, I say, um, if it's some, if I'm emailing and I'm unsure if they're that person that is responsible for um, media, then I'll kind of put in there, like, please connect me with the media person or the person that is in charge of this the person that I want to get in, in uh, contact with. And then, yes, then I say, so excited for this, whatever, whatever. And then I put my name and then I also always have my signature on there. Okay. That's, I mean, that's amazing. I'm going to try that. I need to do that. I have a TikTok audience that I'm not even using, which is so bad. Like I have 55,000 people on there. <gasps> but they all my dad. <laughs> Well, it came from a few viral videos, like, and all the videos are random. So I have that thing on TikTok now where it's like, I really don't have a niche, but my thought process in that as of lately has been like, well, why don't I just make my TikTok about my dad? You know, because that's another layer of me. Like I, the purpose of my TikTok can be my dad. And then they go to my profile and they're like, I want to see more what this chick's about and then go to my podcast. And then that's my funnel. And then it goes into my membership or whatever. But, um, where was I going with this? Oh, that's where I got a lot of, uh, partnerships in the beginning. Um, I had a water bottle company reach out to me, which I actually love their water bottle. I never finished through on my, my thing though. Um, and then I had a, um, the shower company who had the the shit product that I said I, I I literally cannot use this I'm so sorry like it's it's just it squirts out water everywhere it's just not nice um and then there were some other some other companies but like what to what Italia was saying about pitching the companies that pitch you too that's what you should always remember is like you should be able to try their product first and not feel like weird pressure tactics in order to work with them yes and I mean, just being integrity with your brand because that's where all the trust lies. Um, so my, my, um, I feel like I'm being choppy right now, but I feel, <laughs> I'm like, here, let's thought here. I'm just taking every thought and running with it. <laughs> no, but we need to talk about this TikTok. Okay. What do you want to know? Okay. So on TikTok, I, my niche on TikTok is different because I feel like on TikTok, your niche kind of finds you, right? So we have a family TikTok. And so I do have brands that reach out to me, but I've gotten multiple clients from TikTok because they'll go or followers on Instagram because they'll go and they'll click my link in the bio and then they'll see my Instagram. Or I've even had like some email me or message me. So like definitely 55,000 people like, yeah, and you can work with a lot of like the brands on TikTok. It's really weird. Like they're just kind of like, oh, you can create videos and a lot of people watch your videos. Okay, we'll throw money at that. Like so different on there. I feel okay. like Instagram is very like specific, you know, it's like, you know, like you are a fashion blogger, like you have your fashion people. And of course you can share other stuff. Um, but like the brands that are going to reach out to you are more likely stuff like, you know, fashion stuff, maybe food here and there. Cause everyone eats food, but yeah. on TikTok, I've had like pillow companies reach out to me to do pillows. I'm like, what? And they're like, we love your family. Like we want to do this. And I'm like, okay, sounds great. Let's do it. Okay. So this dives into a whole nother layer of, of this conversation. What kind, like, how do you create reels? 
or I guess TikToks too, like that short form video content. How do you create that? What's a, what's a good formula to create those short form videos? You want first, you want the hook. So you've got to kind of get some pizzazz, like the, the main things. So on TikTok, what is very popular is like, um, if you live in Germany, like this and this, like if you have this and then you kind of say whatever it is. Um, and then the second thing is you want a different angle. So like either you're changing the angle of your camera, you're changing your location, you're doing something so that they stay on for that time. Like after the three seconds, they've decided. So first you're like, hey, listen up. Even that one is a good one. All right. And then you're like, oh, let me move, like move the camera. So then people are like, oh, she's moving. Like what's happening? Like, is she going somewhere else? And then giving like the value or the information or whatever it is you're talking about. And then a wrap up. So on TikTok, it's not as popular to do more of a call to action as it is on um, Instagram with the reels, um, which is really important on reels. But on TikTok, like people will like naturally engage or like naturally comment because they're very opinionated people. Um. So they're like, yeah, they're like, let me tell you how I feel about this. So I've had multiple videos on TikTok go viral because like, I'm just kind of like, hey, what's up? Or like, hey, like in Germany, guess what happened to me today? And they love like story time. Love That's it. Right. Okay. Now I'm like, story time. I'm like, I'm, I'm the, the student right here. I'm like, please tell me to be better on TikTok. I mean, but uh, honestly, like you gave such great advice on just how to make short form videos in general, specifically speaking to TikTok. TikTok is its own beast. Like Italia said, people are very opinionated in the comment sections. Comment sections are brutal on TikTok. If you get the wrong people on your thread, which I don't want to scare anybody away, but I want to be really realistic about the different world. Like TikTok is not as bad as Reddit. If you've ever read Reddit threads, like those are, those are bad, but TikTok, you can have those kind of like micro threads in the comments. Like people, uh, they have username, user 16795769692. And they'll completely say the most hurtful thing ever to you. But I don't want that to stop you from doing TikToks because TikTok is such a booming platform right now. Like if you jumped on TikTok right now and went very consistently with it, you could have one video go viral that changes your life. Like think about the Addison Ray, Charlie D'Amelio, like Gary V. They jumped on TikTok in the very beginning and look where they are now. Yes. So you have to really develop a thick skin, just like Instagram or being on social media in general. Like social media is not a safe place to be, but you have to develop that thick skin and be okay with people disagreeing with you or hating on you. Like the block button is available, but also I encourage you to get very curious about people, you know, to try to understand, yes. to try to understand who they are, why, why they are the way they are. Um, but then just really create that content that's very authentic to you. So then if somebody does jump in your comments and is super rude and trolly, you can either block them or question them or call them out or whatever you want to do, however you want to handle it. But at the end of the day, you are very, um, you can stand behind what you posted. Like that's, that's what you always want to do. That's, I mean, that's kind of what we've continued to circle back to in the lot in this podcast is 
only work with the brands that you want to work with. Like don't self-sabotage yourself just for money or fame or followers or whatever it may be. Like your mental health should come first. It's like that oxygen mask on the airplane. You got to put yours on first before you help other people. Um, so diving into TikTok, like that was my, that was really a personal experience of mine. But um, I think that was one of my reasons uh, I have not been on it as much. So what I do is once my video is starting to go like a viral or there's a lot of people getting attention to it, I no longer look at the comments because on TikTok, it's different than Instagram. Like I don't benefit by going in there and going and commenting back to everybody, right? Like it's not going to change the TikTok al algorithm because my video is already out there. It's already doing well. So unless I'm going on there and I'm going to do one of those like videos where I like kind of call people out for being rude um, is the only reason that I'll go in there. But I think from a mental health perspective, that's what I do. I'm like, oh, this video seems like it's doing well. This is when I need to stop reading comments. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you might be really lucky and get just a ton of good comments, but I, I, th I think I, I brought that point up because a lot of people that have dove into the world of TikTok, like they've commented on the fact that people in the comments are not as nice. And I mean, on Instagram, if you comment on there, people are going to immediately click on your profile and see who the hell is this person? You know, uh, yes. TikTok, you can hide way easier. So just prepare yourself. But I really want you guys to get on TikTok and put yourself out there, especially if you have a brand or you want to become an influencer. Um, put yourself out there. Do what's authentic to you. Pitch yourself to brands. Build that audience. Build that platform that knows, loves, and trusts you. And you're going to see some massive shifts in your life and massive growth by just doing it and being unafraid of the haters or being canceled or whatever. Right. Yes. I think it's definitely worth it. And as you said, like it can literally change your life. Like for me off of one video, I got so many people's attention one. And then the second thing was like, they were in Germany, there are like radio stations reaching out to me and I would never have that kind of access if I wasn't on TikTok because those same radio stations aren't really focused on Instagram. Girl. Yeah. You said that you've been, you've been getting pitched to, to be on radio. So what do they want you to talk about? They want to talk about, they love the way that I talk about the difference between Germany and America on TikTok. So they're like, we love it. Like we would love for you to come on the radio and talk about your journey. And then maybe we can like do a collaboration like video. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Yeah, I am going to do it once uh, they're waiting for our home to be renovated more. So once that happens, so later on, like in the summer, we'll probably do that when it gets warm. Oh. Yeah, it's really crazy. And like expat, I, someone else reached out to me. It was like um, a big blog reached out to me and said, like, would I be interested in reaching, read, uh, writing an article? And that is from TikTok. Yeah. So, and that's a pitch to you guys. Just just a reminder that's, she's being pitched. She's being pitched yes. to be on radio. She's being pitched to be on blogs. Like you can be pitched to be on all of these things. And then also you can pitch or they can pitch you to be on all these things. It, it works both ways. So it's just a matter of who does it first, I guess. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh my gosh. But okay. You guys, here's the two things I hope you get out of this episode is the fact that Italia broke down 
types of pitching, how you can start influencer marketing, the different platforms, the, diff the breakdown of how you pitch, whether you are an influencer trying to work with brands or you're a brand trying to work with influencers. Um, I mean, realistically, the pitch is kind of the same, like the same framework. If you're pitching and not even if you're an influencer, like if you're pitching to be on a blog, if you're pitching to be on a podcast, if you're pitching to do a Instagram live with someone, like always use that same like rough framework where you really are paying attention to the person that you're pitching. Do not pitch without research. Do not, please do not. That's just as bad as those DMs you get in your spam folder on Instagram that say, Hey bro, do you, I also want to connect with more uh, naturopaths like you. And I'm like, I'm not a dude or a naturopath. Like you didn't do any research, you know? So just make sure you do the research. Like people, human nature likes to feel very special. Like we, we love compliments. We want to feel special. We want to feel seen. We want to feel heard. So make them feel that way because then they're going to listen to you back. Like what goes around comes around, be what you want to see. And then the second thing is get on freaking TikTok. Yes. Yep. I, yep. I forgot that train of thought. <laughs> that train of thought ended abruptly. Yes. Get on TikTok. Oh my gosh. Like if you have been doing reels, you can get on TikTok. TikTok, like Italia said, is a bit different in the structure, but get on, play with it. Um, really pay attention to the people that you stop your scroll for. Like what's the hook they're using? What's the framework of their posts? Like some people I've seen, they have a really good hook and then they, they give you a little bit of information and then they introduce themselves and then they go into the in-depth breakdown. Um, and sometimes they say, follow for more tips or whatever but i think it's just important to study the the videos that you like because then when you go to recreate a video of some sort like in your own way you'll kind of have a structure of like oh this is what would stop my scroll you never want to forget that either any last minute advice pieces of strategy tip okay i think my one thing that probably will make everyone's life easier is repost your old Instagram stories onto TikTok because TikTok is a different vibe. Like you can get on TikTok and just start talking. So what I do a lot of the time is I'll record my Instagram story and it, let's say it's like two frames and then I'll save it and then I'll put my writing on it and then I'll put the saved portion onto TikTok. If it has to do with the niche that I've decided on TikTok, of course. But if I'm talking about like home decor, if I'm talking about anything about family on Instagram, I literally just download and then put it on TikTok. That is the best piece of advice. Uh, 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 what? Oh my God. I mean, think about it. When you get on stories, you're so much more like authentic, just yourself, raw, real. And that's what TikTok thrives off of. Yes. Instagram, it's so much more curated, like the perfect feed, the perfect colors, the perfect hook, the perfect layout. Like that's mind blowing right there. I'm going to have to go do that right now. I'm going to try it and then I'm going to tag you if something happens. Yes, for sure. Do it. And I even do old videos too. Go in there and download them. I don't care if there's wording on them. It's actually better because people like to read with the captions. So yeah. Yeah. And is there anything that you've rec noticed on TikTok? Like, you know how TikTok has their own fonts that you can obviously tell are TikTok fonts. And then Instagram has their own fonts that are obviously Instagram fonts. 
does cross-pollinating those like is there some ai sensor that's like well you don't have a watermark but you have instagram font do you know no i have not noticed that at all actually i do have a video that i put on i repurposed from instagram and it did do well so i don't think they have that i think the main thing that you want to focus on is the hashtags you're going to use because they use those hashtags as keywords so that's going to show who sees your video. So think about, because you only get 150 characters. So think about like very specific hashtags. So I use about the same hashtags each time. And I know they have those trendy ones, but for me personally, I, you know, I love to experiment when it comes to content and strategy. I have just been, I'll use like maybe one or two of those, but like a lot of people like use the for you page hashtag. I feel like it does nothing. Yeah. Like no. focus on your niche hashtags. Okay. So not even using trending hashtags, like just niche hashtags. I just do niche hashtags about what I'm talking about in my niche. You know what? I think that's a, a smarter strategy too, because nobody's going to look back on the trending hashtags. Like the, using the trending hashtags just puts you kind of in this queue of a billion people who are using this hashtag too. But I, my, my niche on TikTok is stroke awareness because of my dad. And I still have people that go back to video videos from like a year and a half, almost two years ago and are like, my mom just had a stroke. Like, what should we do? You know? So people are actively searching for that video content that you can help them with that. I mean, whether you change a perspective, whether they find a new piece of information, I feel like TikTok is very, very, very educational. Not so much like as trendy as Instagram is like with the dances and like, allow me to reintroduce myself you know i feel like trends are much more short-lived on tiktok rather than instagram yes i feel like everyone on instagram is trying to be tiktok because all of those trends that you see on instagram they're they're from tiktok oh my god i love so that. yeah so like any trend that i can think of i can't think of one trend that has started on instagram people just bring the trend from tiktok to instagram oh my gosh Dude, I mean, I, I, this podcast, I feel like I've learned so much, um, just more about the influencer marketing world, more about TikTok, the TikTok world for people who actually use it for business. Like, I'm just, I'm so grateful that I had you on this podcast today. Like you dropped so many, you dropped a gold mine in here. And I hope that everybody who's listening to this feels that just with everything that we've talked about. So Talia, thank you so much for being on Lexi's Lounge. Where can people find you and how can they work with you? You can find me at italiastrubel.com or at italiastrubel.com. Or if you're a TikToker, the Struble family, and um, you can work with me. I have one-on-one -on -one, uh, spots open. I also have eBooks. I have a pitch template. If you're somebody that is like, oh my gosh, where do I even start? I actually have seven pitch templates for $7. So you can check that out too. Thank you again so much. And I cannot wait to hear what people think of this. Hey friend, did you know that I have a text community? Text podcast to 206 337 4481. I would love to have you join my text community. Next week, I'm chatting with Demi. This is a business podcast, baby. I hope to see you back in the lounge on Tuesday.